You are listening to the Her Money Matters podcast, episode 57. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey there, I am so happy to have you here with me today. It's always such a treat and just so rewarding to get a message from you telling me that you listened to whatever specific episode while you were cleaning the house, on your commute, on the treadmill. That just means so much to me. So thank you so much. I wanted to do a quick reminder that enrollment for the Fearless Money Sisterhood is opening soon. So if you want the power of community to help you not only gain the confidence you need, uh, to master your finances, get on the wait list. You can find this at jenhemphill.com forward slash fearless with the one to two minutes it takes to make sure if it's a right fit for you and for you to put your information in. You will be also amongst the first to know, get early access to the community, free training, and some special pricing. Now, today we are continuing the with the summer cool-off series, and I have another guest who is blogging about her journey with debt. In today's episode, you're going to learn what the money management school of the Jet family is and why it has been so crucial for her family. You're going to learn why she's not automating her debt payments. So that is an interesting uh, scoop in there. And then you're also going to learn about one simple step that not many people do that she has taken to making money, um, making managing money easier. So let me share with you a little bit about Sky McLean. Sky is your regular Southern gal living in Texas with her husband, Chris and son, Jet. As a family, they are currently on their journey to become debt-free and live healthier lives financially. Sky works with clients as a virtual assistant and also enjoys being outdoors and reading in her free time. So let's go ahead and meet Sky. Welcome, Sky. I'm really happy to have you on the show. Thank you, Jen. I'm really excited to be here. Well, I've Got, I was introduced to you by Jen Hatsung, and she was a uh, guest previously on the show. So I'm definitely excited to talk to you because I understand uh, that you're blogging about your journey with debt. That is correct. Um, I have been sharing it. I we were I was a little iffy about sharing it at first um, because you know finances are very personal and people feel like they really can't talk about it. Right. Um, but I wanted people to know that like, if I can do this, like you definitely can. Cause I loved debt. I was like, Oh, put it on a credit card, put it on a credit card. We'll just finance it. And so I want other people to see that, um, it can be done. And so that's, I really wanted to share and I already had a blogging platform, so to speak. So I just thought that was the perfect place to do it. Perfect. So before we get into that, I'd really would love to know about how you grew up with money. Um, I came from a family where it's a really, I have a really interesting money story. And I was really thinking about this this morning. Um, because my, um, my mom's side of the family was very, uh, flagrant with money. We actually, when my, 
uh, grandparents were older and we were facing the, um, the stage in their life where we'd have to put them in assisted living facilities and that sort of thing. We got all their finances together and we learned that my grandmother had over a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt that nobody knew about. So we had to like sell her house and to get out of that mess. And then my mother passed away a few years ago. And when she passed away, thank you. um, When she passed away, my dad found out that she had several thousand dollars in debt that he had no idea. And so that was really like a turning point for me when that happened, because it was like, this is like genetics now. Like I have to fight this or I'm going to end up going down the same path. And I don't, I don't want that for my financial future or for our families or my sons. I want him to have healthy money habits. My dad, on the other hand, super great with money. He's retired, has all the money he will ever need because he worked really hard his whole life. He saved, he saved, he saved. And so um, I'm really just trying to like change my path to go more his direction now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really grew up, we, we call it the money management school of the Jet family because that's my mom's maiden name. And so I'm like trying to steer myself away from that school of thought because mm-hmm. it's a really dangerous path. So um, that was sort of like a core memory for me to like change my habits and change my spending and change my outlook on money overall is growing up in that environment versus where I'd rather be. Right. And and that's great that you are aware of that because that's the first, that's the first step forward, right? Yes. So tell me if you can. So your mom, you were mentioning your dad has some great money skills, some great money habits. And then your mom, um, after she passed away and against my, my condolences, you found out of some debt that she had. Do you recall, um, did you have any money conversations or was it more, uh, was she more private and didn't really talk about money? Um, I, she never really talked much about money and it never seemed to be an issue for her. She, okay. cause my dad works in the oil field. So he makes, he made, well, before he retired, he made pretty good money and that allowed us to do a lot of things. But in addition to that, it was like this whole other secret part of my mom's um, personality, I guess, that she just had, she had a couple of credit cards that she would use and did not tell anybody about. Okay. So um, it was, she was always able to give my brother and I, you know, she helped us pay for school or they helped us pay for school and they um, helped us buy our first cars and that sort of thing. But she she never talked about like this little secret part of her life. Got it. Um, so that was pretty, pretty interesting when it happened to know that like she had all the money she would have ever needed. Why, why did she go this route? And right. so it was because that's how she grew up was with her, my grandmother who just put it all on a credit card and didn't talk to anybody about it. So, right. Right. And it's interest, always interesting. Those different cycles that unless we're aware of it, we can repeat it, which is what you've become. You've become aware of it. So you don't repeat it. Yes. And how about your dad? You talked about your dad and his great uh, money habits. Tell us like growing up, like what did you observe and and what maybe he had some money conversation uh, with you or money conversations teaching you some things. Can you tell us about that? Um, My dad always had cash. And so I, I should have learned earlier on that cash was a good thing. Um, So he, we never really had like a money conversation 
until I kind of grew up and went out on my own. And then we would talk more about like, especially after my mom passed away, like how he manages his money, because that's when I started getting concerned about it. And I was like, well, how did you do what you've done? And he, he just always made sure that he had cash. If he wanted to buy something, he paid for it with cash. Um, he has credit cards for business and stuff, but he does not use those. Um, and then we talked about some of his investments that he's made. And, uh, when my mom passed away and we kind of moved and we had to do all the, you know, the horrible paperwork where you like change beneficiaries and all that mess. He showed me, you know, here's where my money's invested here. How is how this is going to work. And so I kind of got to see firsthand what his actual contributions were versus how he had it invested and how amazingly that had grown over the 30 years or so. And so that was an interesting conversation because we have no savings at all right now. Um, Because my husband's a pastor, they don't have like a 401k or a 403b or any of those fancy Mm -hmm. um, savings uh, methods. We have to do it all ourselves and we haven't done any of that. And so, and that was another kind of key point for me was, uh, we don't have any of this. I don't have any money to retire on. And I'm like 30, what am I going to do? So it was like, uh, I better get it together now and fix this. Or I can't depend on my dad's money to take care of me when we retire. He's going to spend it all, <laughs> which I am excited for him <laughs> for it. But it was, it came to the point where I was like, we can't depend on my parents or Chris's parents or anybody else to provide for us. And it's, so it was like a, we have to grow up now moment and be adults. <laughs> so that started your journey of yes. getting out of debt. Mm-hmm. So tell us what, cause I'd love to know more. Cause when I've had guests on the show that have shared, um, inspiring stories and just, uh, stories of getting out of debt in six months or 10 months or, you know, just really, really, uh, gun ho stories of just getting out of debt fast. But they've, and I've also did an episode on uh, a little bit of my story of how long it took us to share with everybody to not get all this gruntled, uh, if you're not out of debt yet, if maybe it's taking you more than the 10 months, more than the two years, more than the five years, uh, yeah. you're going to get there. And it's a matter of just not you know, comparing yourself. Those stories are out there for inspiration, uh, but just really keeping at it and doing what you got to do and just keep pressing forward. So I really love to hear. So you had this aha moment, this um, let's get, you know, get this done moment, let's get to it moment. So tell us what has transpired uh, since then. What have you been doing? Um, and all that good stuff. Um, okay. So my, my mom passed away actually five years ago. And at the time my husband was an intern at a church making very little money. I was making very little money. We were, so for several years, we, we had to like kind of claw our way through, Um, And we made some dumb decisions. We bought a house when we really couldn't afford it. And we bought new cars when we really couldn't afford it. So there were several years there where we um, could have made better decisions and probably been out of debt faster. Um, But when we, we just recently moved to spring, my husband got a new job. And when he got that new job, he got a, um, a substantial raise. And so we finally figured we sat down and we, we looked at our checking account after the first month of living here. And it was like, holy cow, like we can actually, we don't have a house payment. We don't own a house. We're renters. We have one vehicle that's paid off. Now we can actually, we have a pretty big shovel. We can start digging our way out of this. Um, 
And so, um, we, we sat down, we made a, we just made a general budget and decided, okay, we're going to do it. And then I started listening to the Dave Ramsey podcast. And as I tell everybody, I drank the Dave Ramsey Kool-Aid. <laughs> so, and I've known about him for years, but we were just never in a financial position where we even had snowball money, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of the month to put, we were making minimum payments and just barely scraping by. And so, um, we, I got out my calculator and a spreadsheet and I did all the math and I was like, Chris, if we sit down and actually do this, we can be out of debt in two years. Mm-hmm. And he, and I was like, man, that just sounds forever. And he was, and he looked at me and he goes, if we sit down and do this, it's, we're 24 payments away from being out of debt. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so much easier to like swallow. <laughs> to think about how many number of payments instead of how long it's going to take. Right. So that was, that was what got me inspired first. Um, and then we, we've just kept at it and it's not been a hundred percent easy all the time. And we, of course, you know, like you start working on this and you get right with your money and all these, you know, emergencies pop up, which aren't really emergencies, but, um, you just have to remember that like every month is different. Every family is different. We've been able to cut our lifestyles way back because we have a toddler who he eats three meals a day at school. So we only have to prepare one meal a day at home for us really. So, I mean, we, it, and you have to remember that every family is different. You said mm-hmm. you can't compare yourself or your story to somebody else's. And I cannot ag- agree with you more um, because our finances are totally different from everybody else's. And it's not just about the money. You have to make the behavior change. Right. You have to be on board. And if you can't, if you don't do that first, if that's not where all of this comes from, then it's, you're almost setting yourself up to fail because you're just going to go back to the same behaviors. So we had to, my husband still has to keep me in check. Did you, cause my money, I get paid all through PayPal and through direct, um, checking account transfers. And so he never even sees it okay. and he'll, he'll text me and he'll say, did you spend any money from your PayPal account this week? And I'll say, yeah. <laughs> so I have to sort of own up to it or some, you know, sometimes I do say, no, I've done good this week. Cause it's, um, it's in, like an addiction. Like I just, I feel like I have to spend it if I have it. So I've had to make a big behavior change there. Um, but that is how we kind of got inspired to get started and we've stayed with it for a few months so far. And mm-hmm. because we have seen such a dramatic change in our lives overall and our behaviors and our marriage, it's just, everything has gotten so much better. So that kind of keeps us going. That's awesome. That's good to hear. So this, so this plan that you've, uh, that you said it's that you sat down and you realized it was going to take, it was 24 point payments away. This started just in the past, you said few months that I understand. Yes, we did that. I did that in, we, I, um, sequestered my husband in the car (laughs) for several hours on the way home from Oklahoma. And I made him listen to the Dave Ramsey podcast with me because I had been listening to it and I got my computer out and that's when I did it was when he was in the car with me. And so I was like, we have to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. You sequestered him. I love that. Uh, 
So tell me, in this past few months of this journey, because uh, you have the 24 payments or less than 24 payments now, what have been maybe some challenges? You mentioned you knew you had to change your behavior, but um, it's not, as you mentioned, it's not always easy. So let's talk about some challenges and then let's talk about some successes that you have had. Okay. So one of the big challenges probably is the, the saying no thing. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Um, In previous years, I've traveled a lot for work and it's always fun travel. It's not always business travel. And so I've had to say no to traveling for at least this whole year. And so I'm getting, I'm having to miss out on a lot of things that I usually do for work that are fun and kind of sit in the bleachers and catch it from the sidelines. And so that's been really hard for me because, because I work from home, I'm at home by myself all the time and I like to get out and be with people. So, and it's not just traveling. Like I can't like go meet people for coffee and do that sort of thing. So that's been, that's been a big challenge for me. Um, for our family, I would say that our biggest challenge has been to stop, um, Stop. We we weren't really saving money to begin with, but we um, we had to like stop thinking about saving money um, because as part of the Dave Ramsey plan, you don't do your your retirement, you don't put any money in savings, you put it all towards your debt until you get out of debt. But the success that comes from that is that I mean we have been able to put a lot of money towards our debt and get it out. We've at the last count, we've paid off almost $7,000 worth of debt in, just, awesome. in three months. So it's been, that's been life-changing for me to see the amount of, um, per, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. I want to say the influence, the amount of influence we can make with our money when we're super intentional about it and like make the right decisions with it. So um, that's one of the biggest successes. And then I've I've also had a like a mental change and a heart change because I used to be very jealous and very envious of people who had lots of money or portrayed that they had lots of money. And now that I've gone through this and we've been through financial peace university and we've sat with people who quote unquote have a lot of money and they're crying because they can't buy groceries, but they you know, drive $60,000 vehicles and live in a half a million dollar home. And so I have learned and the biggest lesson so far for me has been that, um, there's, I I can't be envious of these people because they don't really have it. They don't have the money. They just look like they do, but they can't pay their light bill at the end of the month. And so that was a huge eye opening change for me to have. Um, cause I'm no longer, I'm no longer, what, what those people have. I want the opposite. <laughs> so no, absolutely. And it's never about how much money you have, but exactly well, what are you doing with it? And you can yes. make all this money because this, yes, at some point, depending on like where you're, you're at with your finances and where you want to be there, sometimes you can only uh, limit so much or cut out so much of, of spending. And sometimes you do have to earn more. Uh, but even I have found Time and time again, I've worked with clients who make uh, what's considered good money, and there's still it's just a matter of being clear what's going on with their money, what's going in, mm-hmm. what's coming out, 
and, and all that good stuff. So um, th- th- I'm glad you came to that realization for sure. And tell us a little bit, so I'm, I appreciate you sharing it with us, and I know you guys are going to continue to do great uh, with it because uh, you sounds like you have it un- under control. And, and do you automate these payments when you for your debt? Um, we, we talked about that, um, and we decided not to. And okay. the reason is it would make my life a whole lot easier if everything automatically came out of our checking account. But there is something like visceral for me to get the money in and then sit down and actually have to sit out and pay out the bills. Cause it's like a, a monthly or a bi-monthly reminder of our money's going here and it could be doing so much better going here. Okay. And so I need to see it go out to the bad places, so to speak, so that it makes me remember, Hey, we're doing this to get out of this. So I don't have to make this payment anymore and it can automatically go to retirement or our savings or whatever it is. Um, so we don't, we don't automate any of our payments for that reason. And I love that you bring that up and and say that because one thing, a uh, tip that I always I always give is automate, 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 automate all the time because it just makes life easier. But you definitely bring up a good point, and it all just depends on the individual. But for you, that process of manually doing uh, doing that does something for you mentally and and it mo- it motivates you so it, this is one of the reasons why I love doing these interviews cuz everybody does it a little bit differently uh and that's completely okay cuz we're going towards the same destination and I love that that you share that with us so how what do you say you do well with money i know you've had um you feared like uh, what your grandmother did and your mother did and that you didn't want to go into that cycle, but you do, I know you do some things well with money. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, I've learned in this process, I'm like the bill payer. I'm the nerd in our house. So I like, I love to organize the money. And so I love to do the budget. I love to, and I am a pen and paper person. I have a spreadsheet um, to, to see, I have like a spreadsheet set up with all of our debt payments on it, one without our debt, one on when we're what it's going to look like when we're saving for a down payment. So I use those as like goal markers more than like monthly budget. But we I use a pen and paper and I sit down every month and I write out the whole budget. Um and so I'm really good at like organizing the money. The sticking to it part is where I need a little bit of help with and that's where my husband comes in and he pokes me every once in a while and <laughs> says, "Hey, don't spend any money." <laughs> um but I love really good at organizing it and planning the month out according to the money and making sure that that happens. So perfect. I like that. And when, then what's your preferred method? Do you use the cash envelope system? Are you more, uh, well, do you follow Dave Ramsey? So you maybe you you don't do the credit card, the debit card probably, or do you use check? Tell us a little bit about how you, uh, pay. We, we use cash for most things. Um, all, all of our payment, you know, our monthly payments are online. I do all right. of that online. But we use cash for groceries and gas, and um, we each get a little bit of money every month. We call it our entertainment fund that if we wanted to go get coffee or have lunch or whatever, we would use it for that. So um, we do still use the debit card. We leave a little bit of a pad in our cat. We don't like pay it down to zero mm-hmm. every month, but so that in case like, like this month we had to buy a lawnmower 
So we use the debit card for that. Um, for unexpected expenses that we have to work into our budget, we usually use the debit card. We don't, we cut up all of our, I cut up nine credit cards when we started Financial Peace University. Awesome. So that's wonderful. So in, so tell us a little bit. Okay. So you sit down, you're the, you're the bill payer, but I, and your husband is the accountability partner, if you will. So mm-hmm. uh, bring us like in, in a, like during the month, tell us a little bit. Do you sit down once a month to plan the budget out for the month? Uh, do you all meet during certain times? Tell us a little bit about how that process goes throughout the month. Um, I pay, I, I called and I had all of our bills set up to be due either on the first or the 15th or just as close to that that. as I could. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think a lot of people don't realize that you can do that. And I, I've had a lot of people people ask me how did, and I'm just like, just call them. I mean, the worst (laughs) they can do is tell you no. So, um, we changed all of that so that I sit up down on the first and the 15th and I pay all the bills and today or tomorrow, there's 31 days in March. Today we will sit down and have our um, our budget meeting for April. So I've already written down the budget for April, and um, have a list of things I think we need to put in the budget. So we add money to like car repair envelope, that kind of thing, because we're going to get tires, and it's really made us um, both uh, be more intentional about looking at the month as a whole. Mm-hmm. So like in March, I was at the, for the March budget, I was like, okay, we have Easter parties this month at school. They're doing school pictures. And I was like, we had to put all that in the budget. So we had to like be better planners overall. Right. Um, but we, I do the, I just do the bills on the first and the 15th. And when I pay the bills is when we do our budget meetings and we, he and Chris and I sit down together, um, and I plan the budget and then I hand it to him and he has to change something or approve it or whatever as our free spirit in the family um, so that he feels like he's involved. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, we, we do that because that's what Dave Ramsey says to do. And I, and Chris doesn't want to feel like all controlled and whatnot. He doesn't need to do that personally, but we, I make him do it anyways. And it keeps me in check too, so that in case I've missed something or that sort of right. thing. Right. So. Perfect. I love that. And is Dave Ramsey your favorite money guru celebrity or is yes, there someone else? Yes, he is. I love Dave Ramsey. <laughs> well, Dave Ramsey, this, he's the type of guy that, and you know, you've, of course, there's the haters and the people that oh, yeah. adore him. But, and, but whatever the case, no matter which side of the house that you sit on, Time and time again, just speaking on these interviews, the clients that I coach or um, people that I just talk to randomly, those that follow the program that he does, they get results. And of course, I've talked to people that have maybe the book, but haven't even picked it up. And of course, they don't don't get the results. But that is definitely something that I take away each time and time again, if you follow that program. And I I love, you know, I definitely have a lot of good things to say about Dave Ramsey. Uh, So that that is awesome. So I appreciate you being here, Sky. As you know, this podcast is all about making money simple and taking control of it. So how would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because... My money matters because I am planning it now and taking it very seriously now so that later on we don't have to be as serious about it. And I'm leaving, 
I want to make sure that Jet has a positive role model with money and he understands the power and the influence money has in your life and does healthy things with it. So that is the most important thing is for me to leave a legacy with him so that he does the same things that we are doing now and doesn't make the same mistakes. Love it. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate all the insights that you shared with you. I definitely had some key takeaways here uh, from our time together. Uh, and I will be sure uh, to share, because uh, I want the listeners here to uh, read your blog. So I'll be sure to share that in a little bit. So thank you so much, Sky, again. And I look forward to connecting again with you soon. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. So what did you think about Sky? She was wonderful, right? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. Now, I have a couple takeaways that I want to share with you from my talk with Sky. But first, I want to give a quick shout out to Catherine. She's a member of our free Her Money Matters community and also of a member of our Fearless Money Sisterhood. Now, Catherine is quiet, but she is definitely hard at work behind the scenes and I want to celebrate her as she has implemented the virtual money method uh, that is allowing her to manage her money so much more simply. So I am excited about uh, for you, Catherine, and for all the hard work you are putting in and the patience that you are having to see your hard work flourish. So let's move on to the two takeaways that I've had that I had with the conversation with Sky. One is that she doesn't automate her debt payments. If you've been listening to me, you will notice that I literally talk about automating, automating. I literally run it to the ground. But she had she did make a good point on why she doesn't automate. She noticed that it was very deliberate. And a part of that master plan is it reminds her of the debt that she doesn't want to keep. So I really want to emphasize that because it goes to my point that I've talked about in uh, various episodes where you've got to listen to your intuition uh, and do what's right for you. It doesn't matter if the experts say you, you got, you have to save you all this, you know, it doesn't matter what the experts say. Uh, it's good guidance, but also follow your intuition because notice I always say I'm big on automating, but she doesn't automate it, but there is a specific reason and it's very deliberate and it works for her and that's completely okay. So what personal finance is personal. So it's, that was awesome that she mentioned that. The second point that I wanted, or my second takeaway is that she was setting her bills due when she sits down and she pays her bills according to that pay cycle, her pay cycle, right? I know I've probably haven't talked about this enough, and this is how it can help. If you set up your bills due on the first or the second of the month, and then let's say on the 16th, then you know that one, it's taken care of. Uh, two, you know what money is left until the next pay cycle. And you three, you're not waiting for the t payments to go through. So all your um, essential 
expenses or all your bills that need to be taken care of are paid and you know what you have left uh, to work with. So that is very, very important to really to shift. You can always make those phone calls and shift when uh, and ask uh, the, the companies, can you change my bill payment to be due on this month? They're more than willing to work with you. Uh, so just call and ask the worst that they can say is no, but at least you've, you, you've tried and, uh, that can help your money management, uh, just make your life a whole lot easier. So that is it. I appreciate you being here. Uh, next week on the podcast, I share with you my hot picks for the summer for you to listen to. Uh, and yes, that pun was very much intended. So uh, be sure to t- uh, check out next week's episode on what podcast or money podcast that I recommend. And don't forget to check out the Fearless Money Sisterhood at jenhempill.com forward slash fearless. So I want to thank Sky for joining us, for just being so transparent and sharing such good nuggets uh, today. So be sure to check out the show notes on where to find Sky at jenhempill.com forward slash 58. So thanks again, and I will talk to you next Thursday.